the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Honored to have you here this second hour of Backbone Radio, November 19th, 2023. We're laying it out. I want to go a bit deeper on this new J6 footage. And you tie it into the overall sensation. You put your ear to the ground. You listen. Put your ear on the rails. What do you hear? You hear the buckling and the groaning and the cracking and the crumbling of the pillars of establishment power, those pillars that have been manufactured with massive media echo chamber propaganda, wall-to-wall coverage, the J6 official narrative being one of them. Make no mistake, the political uniparty establishment is very dependent upon the J6 official narrative for them to keep on clinging to power. And they worked hard to make that official J6 narrative. Very hard. But you go down a list of a bunch of the narratives that they worked so hard on, like Russiagate, like the whole COVID came from a lab, vaccines, hmm, Not particularly excellent there, huh? The Ukraine thing. The January 6th thing. Hunter's laptop. The 2020 pristine election. Social media censorship. You go down the list of these pillars that the establishment is so dependent upon to stay in power. And I'm going to go through a few of these and blow them up, okay? Because they're falling apart. And the establishment knows how much they need these things they have built to bamboozle the public. They also know that without the ability to censor the public and ban people from their social media accounts, like they've had all these years, that they're in trouble heading to 2024. That's why it's all hands on deck for them to take out Elon Musk. Elon Musk is saying no, does not want to live in the American gulag. Joining Donald Trump in that, who's the exemplar of that. Tucker Carlson, another example of the individuals who are saying no to the gulag and knowing that it's getting urgent. We're running out of time to prevent this country from descending into full-on Soviet gulag, Solzhenitsyn-style environment, okay? But the release of the footage, extra footage, And it's coming out incrementally, you know. It's going to be paced out over here for a while. But I recommend whenever you get a chance to look at some of that stuff, and you will see some very gentle people walking around the halls of the Capitol. Again, staying between the velvet rope lines. Grandmothers. Mm Mm-hmm. Gentle grandmothers carrying their little flags. And a sippy cup. This one grandmother saw that photo. And these are the people that have been thrown in jail. Up to 22 years, these people, four J6ers have committed suicide. 
McCarthy could not be bothered to release this footage, the thousands of thousands of hours of footage that were being withheld by our establishment, by our government. The American people have not been able to see this stuff. And it's becoming rather eye-opening when you see what was being withheld from us for so long. And you see that's always the disadvantage that we are in when the government has that monopoly and they can control the information. The deep state controls what you can see. They can control the images you can see. They can selectively release what you see about J6. They selectively release what you can see about Russiagate or about the origins of COVID or about what's going on in Ukraine or about what's up with Hunter's laptop. Does that make sense? They control the information and they selectively release little bits out that help prop up their own establishment power. But Speaker Johnson comes in, keeps his promise, starts this release, burying Speaker McCarthy alive, thankfully. Glad he is gone. But each, each one of these things that I'm talking about, like the big establishment pushes, the big establishment pillars of power, it's not enough for us to just say, well... Let's just get through those. Let's just survive those. Let's just dodge those and, oh, feel like a little bit of sigh of relief if they kind of go away. If the establishment takes their foot off the pedal on those, takes their foot off the neck of the American people on those. No, you got to go further. You got to uproot these narratives. You really got to go whole hog and get to the bottom of them and uproot them entirely put the shoe on the other foot, and then go after that small bunch of folks behind the curtain that have been controlling this misleading information, okay? It's time to get a new J6 committee. Johnson needs to appoint a new one. Senator Mike Lee of Utah is talking about that. We need to have a new J6 committee. He wants to get a new J6 committee to start investigating the last committee. Or what was the problem with their selective release of information? You know, did they mislead the American public? And I say, yes, they have. And this has not been a hard one to see through. There's a lot of commentators out there that are unable to see through this, and they can't put together the picture of how manipulative our government is upon our minds. And a lot of people who spend their lives sitting around consuming media or living by the media or making their livings from the media are somehow unable to penetrate this stuff and it's too bad. It's uh, it's pretty shameful, frankly. But Steve Bannon's on to something here when he when he says this. But the J6 is seeing the meltdown. This is dangerous. You could have the you could have the cameras and get for a few hey dude, we're gonna get to the bottom of the Fed's direction and, and Johnson on Monday should call for a new J six committee. Let's do let's roll baby. Let's hit it. Let's get them all up there. Nancy Plus, get Cash be the first, the first witness. We got to go on offense here. Offense. And that is something that the Republican rank and file is not, they, they don't do that, right? The Republicans, as in the rhino class of Republicans, they only go on offense when they're working as the police force to condemn some America firster or some MAGA-oriented type politician. Does that make sense? The rhinos are very tough and very strong against people 
in their own party that they want to control and domesticate. Does that make sense? It's not like they're rolling over and playing dead. They let all this stuff happen. They let Trump hang out, Trump hang out to dry for years, and that is all, of course, by design. That's, that's what they want. And so their silence has spoken so many volumes. The dogs that have not barked over all these years, but, oh, they will bark when somebody within their own party does stuff that's uncomfortable for them. But, hey, you know, you've got a senator, Mike Lee, is saying we need a new J6 committee. We need a new one. And I give all due hat tip and respect to Julie Kelly, who for years wrote for American Greatness and now writes um, for another publication. It's like Declassified Live or something. And she has been the bulldog with this J6 bone right there. I mean, she's just chomping down on that thing. And um, and she's really been getting she's an encyclopedia about J6. And I thought, I guess I don't quite have time to play this before this first break. Julie Kelly is saying the same thing. Let's go on offense. Okay? What is the significance of this, this new J6 release? And how, how does it change the perceptions here? And... Oh, man, folks know this. The establishment knows this, that this whole thing is crumbling. And think about this, and I have time for this one. You know, Ray Ray Epps, right? The guy who is finally, ultimately charged with a tiny little misdemeanor. Yeah, but he's the guy that there's more video on him on J6 saying we go into the Capitol, into the Capitol. And there's all this new video of, of him, like, walking around trying to strategically position himself to make his voice most heard to try to get people into the Capitol. And actually, yep, I don't have time to play that. Um, But when we come back, let's hear a little Epps. Let's hear what Julie Kelly says, and we'll start tying it in to time to go on offense, get to the bottom of these things, yeah? That's what they dread. That's what the Uniparty fears. These things are so bogusly manufactured, it wouldn't be hard if we had the will There we go, little STP bringing us back, and that's kind of our new policy. We need at least one headbanger song every show. And that was the headbanger right there. And everybody knows that STP, as the years go by, they sound a lot better than Pearl Jam, you know, those contemporaries. Even Nirvana, dare I say it? Oh, I think STP was the better band. In retrospect, they hold up better. By the way, guess what, folks? In Argentina, Javier Malay won. <laughs> I was just talking about that in the last hour, and I saw it come through. Javier Malay has won Argentina's presidential elections in provisional results, wrenching his country to the right with a bombastic anti-establishment campaign against the backdrop of one of the world's highest inflation rates. That's from CNN. And, of course, they have to do this. Headline, far-right outsider Javier Malay wins Argentina's presidency. Far-right! Yeah. They like to play with the labels. If you're anti-inflation and you're an economist and you approve of Milton Friedman, well, CNN says you're far-right! So, anyway, ooh, harbinger of things to come, folks. He was beyond the margin of cheating in Argentina. Oh, I'm excited about this. As somebody who spent a little time down there, 
in Argentina volunteering as a dentist, and we uh, traveled all around in our little dental clinics and got to know the countryside very well across Argentina and wonderful, lovely people everywhere you go. Yes, I have a brand new dental practice right here in Denver. The phone number is 303-225-7575. Should you ever be in need of dental services from a longtime dental practitioner who's been hard at it, and I even spent some years on the editorial board of the Journal of the American Dental Association, the big one. But anyway, yeah, Javier Malay wins, and so cool. Now, I wanted to, to mention this. This is the, the Ray Epps thing. I want Before we get to the Julie Kelly, big homage to Julie Kelly. Boy, she has just been so indispensable, may I say, but... Again, this Ray Epps guy is going around, and Laura Logan has a great two-part series about Ray Epps that has just landed. And But Ray Epps is going around and, like, uh, trying. You can see it's obvious. He's trying to get people to go into the Capitol. He's going where the most people are trying to get people to go into the Capitol. Who's he working for? Who's he working for? But here's, here's just a few clips of him saying it. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problems are. Okay, folks, we need your help. As soon as President Trump stops speaking, we are going to the Capitol. The Capitol is in that direction. Let people know. Spread the word. Let people know, spread the word. His mission, Ray Epps' mission being there was to try to get people to go into the Capitol. It could not look like a more obvious Fed setup here, ladies and gentlemen. It's not hard to figure this out. And then Ray Epps gets the loving, favorable treatment from the New York Times and from the establishment media trying to go to bat for this guy. And there's more evidence on him than anyone else. At first, he was on the FBI most wanted list after J6, and then somehow he vanished off of that, and he vanished altogether. (laughs) And then they finally have to slap a misdemeanor on him, this minor little thing, no 22 years in prison for him, and they've never said that he wasn't working for any federal agency of any kind. Yeah, yeah, set up, folks. Everyone knows that. Although some people are still wedded to this concept of the official J6 narrative. And, you know, just, you know, help those people. Help those people. But Julie Kelly, here's her take. And, again, this is one of the go-to people on this entire blowing up J6 narrative. She's been after this the whole time. And this certainly is a victory. You have been pressuring uh, House Republicans to do this. I certainly have my first article about releasing the tapes I wrote in May of 2021 when we found out that at least 14,000 hours of security footage had been put under protective orders as court proceedings occurred for January 6th uh, defendants. So this is a big win because, to your point, all the right people are melting down, not just the people that you see on MSNBC, but you see Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger lashing out, Jamie Raskin lashing out. But look, this is just the start. The American people have not seen this footage. We have seen some of it. I have access to some of this footage. I've seen it. I've posted some of it. But the majority of the public has not seen this. And that is why these people are freaking out. 
And this is just the beginning of the breaking of the dam uh, here, Steve. There's going to be more footage released that not just show police helping people in, but the level of police brutality that day that prompted a lot of the clashes between protesters and uh, and police. There's going to be a lot more seen. And as I said, this is the beginning of the breaking of the dam. To the point that you have made and I've made also, we need a January 6th select committee run by Republicans. Put these people like Tim Heafy, who was just interviewed. Why did Tim Heafy cover up Heapy or whatever his name is? Why did the January 6th committee cover up parts of their investigation related to the involvement of federal agencies and the FBI? Why didn't the January 6th committee interview FBI Director Christopher Wray? How can you have an investigation and not interview the head of the top law enforcement agency in the country? So there is a lot more truth to be revealed about January 6th. And Steve, you could see the response on our side on social media. This is a huge issue to the base and Republicans are getting to see that first and foremost. This is a huge issue, not just the truth and the cover up. But of course, the 1,200 Americans and counting who have been ensnared in this abusive, retaliatory Department of Justice investigation. I was just in Washington this week. I sat in jury selection for another January 6th defendant, 478 days between his arrest and his trial. And watching this D.C. jury pool come through, the comments that they make about January 6th and and the uh, protesters speaks to not just the unfair trials that are going on, but how in the hell is Donald Trump going to get a fair jury seated for his March 4th trial in the nation's capital? There's so much happening with this, which is why House Republicans now need to take the next step and create their own committee because the videos are just only one part of this. There you go. That's Julie Kelly, the indispensable Julie Kelly. Time to go on offense and uproot this malicious, malarkey, official J6 narrative. The footage is on the way out. And you'll see all kinds of footage of gentle people and walking in the halls. And you'll see even the Capitol Police, you know, high-fiving some of the protesters, right? Was this really? Was this really the day that Kamala Harris compared to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor? You know, look at this footage. And was it, was it this? Not only a place on our calendars but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. You see, these manufactured things don't hold up, ladies and gentlemen. They have to work so hard to hold up their Potemkin villages that they build. And it's the beginning of the breaking of the dam as Julie Kelly said, the beginning of the breaking of the dam. And let's let's finish it up. Let's smash this dam. Let's get the footage out. Let's do a new committee. And if you're on the phone lines, hang on. We'll be back after this. It's Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn. There you go. Coming in with some Fleetwood Mac on Backbone Radio on your local talk leader, 710-KNUS, Salem, Denver, Pretty invigorating to have these new J6 footage released. Footage is released. 
And pretty invigorating to see Javier Malay come out on top in Argentina. Populist candidate Javier Malay. Oh, man, yeah. You know, the Argentinians had to live with all this high inflation, disastrous economy brought on by the left. And... They're going to change their ways. It's kind of like America. You know, we've got this Biden high inflation economy screwing up everything. Joe Biden screwing the pooch. I think folks are ready for something different. They're ready for a tried, tested, proven leader with the great golden economy and peace around the world, energy independence. Yeah, I think Sneak preview for 2024 USA is what just happened in Argentina. Yeah. Man, that's that's huge. That's big. Jack in Wyoming, you have any thoughts on Argentina this evening? Yeah, about two hours worth. But the most, uh, most important one is with this election, uh, basically, of Millet, uh, what a reversal it is from the domin- uh, the Montaneros who had control of it during the Perón regime, where it was total socialism. They have, uh, I believe it, it, I believe Javier Malay has has, and you could verify this. He has decided to to drop all federal taxes, so there's no income tax. So the middle class, whatever money they earn in their paycheck, they keep every bit of it. Have you? Uh, have I, you heard I, of that? I didn't know that he was he was doing that. I mean, that's pretty cool. And CNN says that's well, far not, right, far right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure that Alberto Fernandez didn't do that because I don't know which one of them did it. I used to go on the computer about once a month and read the the Argentine newspapers, but I haven't done it in a while. But anyway, I did hear that. But but it's it's a complete reversal. It's a complete reversal because you know the Montenero movement is you know and when when uh, Perón came back from exile in like '56, he turned around and he he went 180 degrees on him and he suppressed him totally. But that all came out of the universities. It was total socialism, and our current pope right now was a professor in an Argentine university, and he was part of that movement. By the way, uh, a lot of people don't know that either. Hmm. But. Here's here's the thing, all eyes on Argentina, because they've got some of the best agricultural uh, potential of it. After World War, it's a huge War country, I, and it's been Argentina, a basket case Argentina. for a hundred years. And Javier Malay well, yeah, says it's all because of socialism. He hates socialism exactly. with a passion, what exactly. it has done to his country, and he is hell bent on undoing that socialist legacy. And I I want to watch this play. Man, and that's the battle, Jack, going across the world right now. Spain, they're trying to have this socialist takeover of Spain. All around the world, all these, you know, it's, it's this big World Economic Forum socialist push. You will own nothing and you will be happy. It's the rich billionaires calling the shots, running the show, owning the stuff for you. That's the battle. That's why Trump is so important that we get this election in 2024. We can't have that happen here. Jack, what do you think? Well, this move in Argentina is critical because it's exactly 180 degrees apart from what every other country is doing right now. After World War I, Argentina basically kept all of Europe from starving to death. They supplied them with wheat, grain, milo. They even they even shipped their beef there. If it wasn't for Argentina, and of course they got fabulously wealthy right after World War One because of that trade that they had. 
but the the capacity of Argentina agriculturally is just incredible. And and I I just uh, if they get rid of the socialism element down there, it wouldn't take much to get me to go down there. It wouldn't take much. You know, yeah. Um, I know a lot of Americans go retire in Uruguay, right there next to Argentina. Um, and some yes. some do go down there. So you know, it's uh, it used to be cheaper to live down there. Not anymore with all that inflation. And they do like their red meat. I remember, you know, I was running around Argentina. Well, that's all it's they live red, on. red meat everywhere, everywhere you go, and a lot of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Uruguay too, and actually, they've got better bird hunting than Argentina has. You spent but time Ur- in Uruguay. Uruguay is, uh, Oh yes, you're, you're the, the international man of mystery, world. Jack. Man, you you you've but, done it but all. They, but they, uh, but they, uh, the your Uruguay and Argentina are are connected in a lot of different ways. But it's a much smaller country than our Argentina is. Argentina is huge. Oh you know, yeah, we drove yeah. seven thousand miles in Argentina. And we Uruguay has an extremely high standard of living, uh, you know, compared to the rest of the region over there. And it's, it's you know, it's a pretty cool country. Um, you know, talking South America there. But I don't know. I think Malay is a harbinger of the future and uh, something to get excited about. But, you know, I think that this Bolsonaro in Brazil, you know, it seems to me he was pretty on track for victory there. So I don't know if this is like an isolated thing, just, you know, it's unique to Argentina compared to the rest of the world. But I think you have the elites and the billionaires on top and they're pushing the socialism to keep themselves in power. The masses are getting very, very frustrated with it. But so far, the billionaires have been able to one way or another to keep the masses down, but not this time in Argentina, right? And hopefully not next time in America, 2024. I've hunted in Brazil also. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So but, one of these days we'll have the, to see uh, your trophy room, Jack, I'll tell you. No, I, I hunt birds only, and we don't, we, we don't, we just, you know, that's all. I don't hunt big game. Okay, all right. Anyway, well. but, our, but, this, but, but this turn in, in Argentina, it, it, away from uh, socialism, it's fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. It's I what mean, they it's, need. It's just a counter to what everybody else is doing. It's the prescription that they need. But no, I mean, everybody else, I think, would like to do the same thing, but they're kind of being held hostage by the uh, these socialist governments right now, and uh, let's see what happens in Spain. But uh, anyway, you, Jack, uh, we got to talk more you, about your your you, hunting sometime. And do you, do, oh, do one last you, point. Do you know why, Go ahead. Do you know why Evita could not succeed Juan Perón as president in the office in Argentina? Uh, do you know why she couldn't do that? No. Because the laws in Argentina do not let an illegitimate person hold high office. So let me ask you this. Do you think Barack Obama could have been president in Argentina? Hmm. I'll leave you with that thought. You, oh, that's, that's good a, night, Father Hugh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a. That, I've been to Evita's grave in uh, Buenos Aires. I've been there and took a few moments okay. there, just for the record. And uh, I don't know all that much Where, about what, her, which, but I know Madonna played her in the movie. Is, is yeah. Anyway, I, I don't remember yeah. which cemetery, but well, but Jack. All right, you keep up the world travel, sir. Keep close with us. You are the man. Let's be saying a little hello to uh, Mr. Joe in Arvada. How are you, Joe? Hi. Oh, I'm awesome, Matt. How about you? Real good. Matt, the Republicans have got to take this uh, release 
for one, it proves that Kevin McCarthy was not doing his job. Totally. I mean, the fact the fact is that it should have been released, gosh, a year ago. Right but when they, McCarthy walked in the door, he should have done that. But he didn't because he's an establishment rhino stooge, period. Yeah, uh, actually, everyone that was blocking this, any any Republican that, that starts uh, smarting off that this shouldn't have been released, they need to get the boot. And, and th- the other thing is, is this is a perfect opportunity now to take this video. We need all of the, you know, all of the KNUS Matt Dunn followers to r- watch these videos. Go ahead and watch that. That undercover cop or undercover FBI guy go get arrested and then go into the back room, take off his gears, and then high-five the cop that arrested him. Yeah. Take a good, hard look at that video. It wasn't a cop that arrested him, but it was some agent of some sort, and we need to find out who that agent was and who he was working for. But that was, that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they were affiliated with the Capitol Police. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, Julie Kelly was was remarking that same thing, but she was like not sure. And she said, we got to find out who that agent was. Who was he working for? So go ahead and tell me there weren't shills in the crowd, uh, 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 conservative media that was uh, that was saying, I'm sorry, the geniuses that were saying there there weren't any undercover people. There weren't any FBI. There weren't any people uh, that were uh, instigating the riot. Well, New York Post, yeah, New York Post has this article, uh, it's about a month ago, by Miranda Devine saying that the government lost track of how many feds were actually at J6, and they had to, like, do some inventory to count how many feds were actually there that day. And the thesis is that I think makes sense is that the feds um, instigated that, you know, agent provocateurs. And they got just yeah. enough video that they could release selective video to make it look like it's some big insurrection thing. But no. Hard to beat the cowboy junkies, that new tune from them. Well, it's recent tune anyway. Those of you out there who don't know Margot Timmons, that voice from the cowboy junkies, you better fix that one. I think one of the greatest vocalists that, you know, of my lifetime happens to be Canadian. By the way, speaking of that, over in Spain, by the way, lots of text about Spain and Argentina. I didn't know folks would follow that stuff as much. I thought I wouldn't overdo it on my talk about Argentina and Spain and the rest of it, thinking that folks are, you know, not paying attention as much out there. But by golly, they are. That's backbone country for you. We got the highest IQ anywhere right here. And, uh, you know, like I always say, the elite If you are listening right now, you are the elite. You are a card-carrying member of the upper crust of the upper crust of this civilization, which we are trying to save. But at any rate, uh, before uh, I want to get back to some of those issues, you know, the J6 related, we got to uproot all that stuff and a bunch of other stuff. And we can't let the propagandists just keep on pounding away. But that's what... That's what the deep state does. That's what, like, Bill Barr did. But let's not do that now. Let's see Speaker Johnson follow Mike Lee's suggestion that, hey, let's get a new committee to go investigate the last committee. And, boy, yeah, Liz Cheney is panicking. 
isn't she? Adam Schiff. Pencil neck Adam Schiff. He's panicking. <laughs> Trump was doing another pencil neck riff. How does that little pencil neck even hold up his big head? It's an engineering marvel. But one thing they will tell you is that uh, they always get to the national security argument, right? They get to that argument, oh, you can't release this footage because it's a national security risk. And just so you hear, Jamie Raskin, one of the original J6 committee frauds, say it. I mean, that's the deep state favorite ploy. It's a national security thing, and they're the ones who are so concerned about national security. And they're the last ones. They want the forever wars. They want to hover around World War III over Ukraine, of all things. They want to control the monopoly of the information, the national security, so that they can profit off of it, the military-industrial complex and the deals with China, Ukraine. The, the, see, you see what a racket all this is, but let's hear Raskin say it. Joining us says, you know, this is footage that your committee decided not to release. Wolf so Blitzer. what's your reaction to the speaker, CNN Peter Johnson, deciding to do so, and why do you think he's doing it? Well, on the latter question, Speaker Johnson is clearly on the run from the uh, no, mega, the extreme mega caucus, extreme um, uh, Chip Roy and see how, see the, the language strongest pro-Trump elements. I mean, you know, he he was only able to get through his um, his continuing resolution proposal because of Democratic votes. And I think they're saying he's got two strikes of three they're going to give him. So he's already looking at a motion to vacate. So this was clearly an effort to placate the right wing, which has been making this absurd right demand absurd. for a very long time. And so now Extreme. we have on a totally unilateral partisan basis, the Republicans caving in and, um, you know, opening up to the world what they allowed Tucker Carlson to come see. Obviously, Tucker Carlson did his best to torture out of tens of thousands of hours of footage some kind of concocted story, which, of course, no went nowhere. Um, we oh, we went through it did all go of somewhere. that. We had uh, more than a thousand witnesses come and talk to the January 6th committee, all of it on a bipartisan basis in search of the truth, not in search of lies. And most of the witnesses, of course, were Republicans, people in the Trump administration, people in the Trump family. And we delivered a complete report beyond the, the partisan nature of it. It's a, truly a security risk what they're doing. The reason why the Capitol Police have opposed releasing tens of thousands of hours from every House office building, every Senate office building, every part of the Capitol is because it's like giving a diagram to future insurrectionists and terrorists. Oh, you see, now, how preposterous. See, they get around to the national security thing. When they get to a dead end, when they're running out of everything to support their propaganda, and they have to withhold as much information as they can from the public, they say, well... National security risk. We can't let you see this stuff. We don't want you to see this stuff because national security risk. And he, Jamie Raskin, is really concerned about national security. He really wants to save you. He's looking out for your best interest. Which, of course, as we know, they are not. They are looking out for their own power. They use the national security excuse as a way, as a tool, as a lever to get more power for themselves, okay? And boy, has that ever been clear. All of this, <laughs> all these years, whenever they say national security, 
you know exactly what they're saying. They're talking about their power security, okay? Now, who else? Who else uses this national security phrase? Who else is so concerned about that? Oh, Nikki Haley, neocon Nikki, who nobody likes. Listen to her talk about national security when she says she wants your name if you're on social media. The deep state fantasy dream. No pseudonyms. No Federalist Papers written by pseudonyms to get this country created. Pry it out from the hands of the ugly Brits back in the day. Listen to Nikki. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's first of all, it's a national security threat. When national you do that, security. all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the. China. It's a national security thing that the deep state wants your name. They want the power over you. They want your name so that they can punish you and sanction you if you get anywhere near becoming a threat to their power. Does that make sense? Does that canard make sense? This one is so important to understand. And for all these years, it's, you know, it's, it's the clappers and the comies, those frauds of Russiagate, right? John Brennan, they always get around to say, well, it's national security. We have to withhold this stuff from you. We can't, we can't go there because we're looking out for national security. It's all about their own power, okay? And what does it tell you if neocon Nikki goes there, formerly of the Boeing board? Yeah, Neocon Nikki used to serve on the military-industrial complex Boeing board. Vivek came out and said, oh, yeah, war is hell unless you're on the board of Boeing. Nikki wants to go invading every country, more billions to Ukraine, all the rest of it. She's even more of a warmonger than Lindsey Graham. We played that Candace Owens clip a little bit ago that, yeah, the folks that don't like Trump, that fringe in the beltway, that fringe minority, they want to keep the military-industrial complex going. They want to keep it going. And so they tried DeSantis on for size, and he failed, strutting around in his high heels. No crowds, no charisma. Now they're going for Nikki Haley, who nobody likes. Laura Ingram over at Fox News had this little uh, focus group thing, and they were having people in the room, raise, raise your hands. If you like Trump, and everyone in the room raised their hands, except for like a couple people. And then they said, okay, DeSantis, raise your hands. Two people raised their hands. And then they said, Nikki. Ingram says, a lot of people are looking into Nikki, trying to gin up some Nikki. Hey, Nikki, who wants Nikki? Like Fox News wants Nikki. No one raised their hand for Neocon. Not even one hand. Not one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.